Not on yet. Okay, so we're going to we're going to get started. Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Shalom Aleichem. Uh, I guess uh, you could consider this, in a sense, uh, the third in the series that started a couple of weeks ago, but it also could be listened to independently, um, and hopefully will be also uh, understandable and uh, useful. Hashem. So we're addressing the uh, life situation of trying to be helpful to other people. Also, we touched on um, being properly respectful and caring of one's own needs. But essentially trying to be helpful to others in the best good way and um, trying to address um, some of the challenge challenges involved in that process. And I think one very common one is that uh, very often it's hard for the recipient to really be comfortable in receiving the help of another person. The Artsafan talks about how to do the chesed fully and properly. Um, even the very nature of a Jew is to want to do it in a way that the one who's receiving it is comfortable with it, doesn't feel in any way uh, sort of lowered, lesser by the fact that he's in need of that help. And I think we could relate to that, how we really want that the person that we're trying to be helpful to, we want to be helpful to, shouldn't have any feeling of sort of discomfort or uh, like, like they're imposing on us or that they're somehow uh, in need of someone else's help and that makes them somehow lesser or maybe uh, that they're imposing or that's so not able to be successful on their own. And we would want very much to be able to alleviate that, to help them be able to receive it comfortably. They'll enjoy it more, we'll enjoy it more. So the flip side of that is that um, it's uh, quite natural, at least at times, when we're in the position to be helping somebody else to sort of see ourselves um, somewhat sort of uh, in a stronger place than the other person. We're the one who is giving to them. They're receiving from us. It can cause us to feel somewhat like above them. And in a certain sense, somewhat distant. You know, we're not, uh, we're not in a, even place, we're not, not, not a good balance. We're the one who was the giver and they're the receiver. It could even somehow start, you know, causing us to feel some kind of a superior position vis-a-vis -vis the other person. We're the one who has what they need. And that's also not comfortable. We don't really want that. It's the kind of feeling that can creep in. It's a mindset that can creep in 
but I think essentially we want it to be that we're, we're helpful to them in the best good way that they can enjoy it, that we can enjoy it, that we don't feel we're above and they're below. If somebody's looking for that, that's another issue that, that hopefully we'll also try to touch on. But um, in, the, uh, in the better case scenario, we're, we're not looking for that, but there's still a challenge that sometimes it almost comes in uh, involuntarily. We're, we're the one who has, who has what to give. We're the one who is in a stronger position. They're somewhat needier. And like another variation of this is that sometimes that whole dynamic holds us back from receiving the help that we might need because no one wants to be feeling themselves in that lower position. If we're, we're feeling we're somehow lesser by having to take someone's help, then um, we may try to avoid it when really it's warranted. Of course, as much as we can, we should try not to impose on other people and try to be as uh, sort of independent as we can be. But there are situations where sometimes that help really is needed. And the, um, the feeling of somehow being a needy one and being somewhat lesser in a sense in this relationship holds us back from accepting the good help that somebody else might be very happy to offer to us. So the question is, is there a way to sort of free ourselves from this, to find the way to do it in the, in the best good way where everyone can feel good, where the giver does not feel superior, where the receiver doesn't feel lesser, and where that help can be accepted graciously, of course, with the proper appreciation, but not in a way that the person feels indebted in a, in a sort of lowering way, in a unpleasant way. Is there a way to uh, achieve this? So I think there's something that um, we touched on already, the basic concept that uh, could help very much. I think um, to sort of set the stage, I'll share as best I can a brief conversation. Someone with whom I learned um, Sefer asked me in the course of the learning, how would I sort of capsulize in the best way, in a brief way, the essence of the quality of humility? What is it really all about? And my thought was that the, the best that I could understand and try to present about it is that it really comes down to, in our personal experience, it really comes down to essentially how we relate 
to all the blessings, the gifts that Hashem has blessed us with, or the accomplishments that we've accomplished? Do we relate to them as a means of giving ourselves a sense of self-worth by means of our possession of them? Do we make them into our possessions as a way of giving ourselves a sense of chashivas? I have this, I have, like, you know, to borrow from the simple examples, I have wealth, I have power, I have wisdom, or have I, I've accomplished this or that. Do we relate to these qualities, these blessings of Hashem as our own possession? as a means of our sense of value or greater value. And of course, hand in hand with that would be, and compare ourselves to other people and look for a means of seeing ourselves essentially as somewhat above someone else or maybe everyone else as a means of gaining that self-worth. Or are we able to see the blessings of Hashem as what they truly are. They're the, the gifts, the blessings, and the entrusted, wonderful things, abilities, opportunities that Hashem has given to us to use in the best good way. And of course, the very fact that we are being entrusted with blessings by Hashem could also be adequate means of our own self-worth. And there's many other good means for that. But that issue has to be addressed in its own right. But if a person is not pulled to using his gifts and blessings as the means of his self-value, then they can be related to as they really truly are. They are the blessings that Hashem is giving to us on an ongoing basis. And then we could try to understand what they're really for, what they're really meant for, what they really are all about. And I think this is indicated in Sharim, where he says that even someone who is a great Chacham should know he's just doing what's coming naturally, meaning it's a blessing, it's a gift that's given to him by Hashem with all his good effort, still, maybe still superior to others, but he looks at that as it's truly, it's true nature, Hashem's blessing. And if he, if he has such a gift, and similarly, great wealth, great strength, he recognizes that it's for him to share with those who need it. Sharing with others, of course, is a wonderful thing. How does it follow? Because if I'm not taking those gifts as a means of my own possession and superiority, then I could see it as it truly is meant to be. Where it's entrusted to me for the benefit of as many as it can benefit. Doesn't mean to the exclusion of myself doesn't mean to be negating myself. It means to be spreading it as far as I can. And then he ends off 
with this marshal of a, a great bias that has many people that are appointed to care for different aspects of it. Each one has their role to play in the function of this great bias. So you could look at it that it's essentially um, a practical thing. Every person has their opportunity to contribute. The Chacham, he has wisdom to give to others. The Asher has wealth to give. The Gibor has his strength to, to use to protect those that are being oppressed. And every person in their situation in life has what to give to others. And we'll all work together in a very um, good functioning way if everyone is sharing their, their blessings with those around them. But I think there's more to it than that. I don't think that um, the Kavana is just that I should see it as a responsibility I have these blessings from Hashem. I should share those who are in need. I shouldn't just hoard it for myself. I shouldn't make it only about myself. I should know I have responsibility. I'm entrusted with great wealth that's meant to be given to the Aniyim. I have a Gevura. It's meant to be protecting the those that are oppressed. I don't think he means it only in the sense of responsibility that I have to deliver it to the properly needed address. I think this muscle of a bias is not just meant to convey a concept of um, good, well-running organization. I think it's meant to be a muscle of the people of the bias are working together for everyone to be matzliach. I think it's meant to be that I'm given blessings, I'm given gifts, I'm giving something, given something good. It's meant for, for us to gain from it together. And each one has what to contribute to the group. The cloud shows a very large group. There could be smaller groups within, the, within that very large cloud where everyone has something to contribute for everyone. And that is their true mindset. That is their true heart set. We want that everyone should be successful. We want that everyone should have what they need. We each have what to contribute to one another. And even though the concept of relating to ourselves and the cloud as a unit, as one truly unified, Shama Klolis and Kalisrael real oneness like could be achieved under extreme circumstances like the Chavazov was described, you know, the travelers in extreme situation would become one. I don't think that that mindset is all or nothing concept. It doesn't have to be either I achieved this lofty madrega of Avas Yisrael of Bayer Levine's oneness. My wife hurt, foot hurts us, one unit, or I don't have it. There is the concept of we're a group, we're working together, we need each other. Let's do this together. 
because there really is a oneness. There really is a shayrish for this. And there could be a mindset that, yeah, we each have what to give to each other. And that's how we get through life, where each one is there for the other when needed. And that's how we roll. We're, we're trying to all be there for each other. We all have what to give and we're not measuring. I remember hearing from my chaver, Billy Meza, that they had a expression in the family, we don't measure how much one got from the other. So in a good team situation, we're not measuring who did how much for whom or for whom. We're, we want us all to make it together, to be successful together, to be helped when we need to help one another. It's almost, the Rama says, in the closest friendship, they want to be helped by each other. It's talking about striving for what's toiv, shleimus. They want to be helped by each other. That will bring them closer together. If I had a choice of being totally independent, doing it all on my own, or needing help sometimes, our assumption is a person would rather be totally independent, do it all on his own. Kamash Malan, no. That's not the true nature of a person in his best form. The person in his best form wants to be helped, wants to need the help, because that will bring us together. That will make it that we are really achieving something very good through each other's help. And that's the best form of it. So that makes it, and if that is our own personal attitude, then that will come across. And when we're helping somebody, they're not gonna feel that we're putting ourselves out for them and they are imposing on our time or our energy or our finances, whatever it might be. So we're happy to give to them. Not out of my drag of, of, of the chesed, of Abbas Yisrael, which of course there should be, but the real definition of Abbas Yisrael, or this good definition that I think we can relate to at least a little bit. That, hey, we got to be there for each other. Nobody can make it on his own. I, I remember seeing in the writing of the Chavetz Chaim, as I remember it, but I couldn't find it recently. If anybody can find it, please uh, let me know. I thought it was in the early part of Avaz Chesed. Like I say, recently I couldn't find it. Where he describes there how every person has a situation in life when they need other people. Certainly if somebody's not well, they need someone to visit them. When they're traveling, they need someone to invite them in. When they have a simcha, they need someone to meet with them. Nobody could be fully successful in life. The world designed in such a way, nobody could be fully successful totally independently. And it's meant to communicate to us the chashivus of midas chesed. But it can even communicate the whole nature of midas chesed. It's supposed to be in such a way where we're there for each other. We're trying to make it together. We're, we're there to give what someone needs and if, if we need the help, we'll be, we'll be graciously accepting of that help because we know that this is a big, a big good unit. And of course that spares us from the feeling of being somehow better than somebody else. We're just 
sharing was given to us for the sake of sharing, so that there should be this sharing, so there should be this means of interconnection. Now, can anybody guess at um, how this explains the title? So I'll tell you what it means to me. And then you, you can share your feelings. I hope you will. What I sense in it is that it's an amazing discovery that the enjoyment of this kind of experience, of the connection that's created, the good connection that's created, the good connection that's experienced is much better, is much more enjoyable than any kind of silly gaiva that a person might try to grab onto. So it winds up just like <laughs> upending the eight Sahara. All the thoughts, all the assumptions that I'm going to get ahead by putting myself over somebody else are just plain wrong. They're just plain silliness. Very prevalent, very easy to fall into, very powerful in a person. But Alpemis, when we if and when we make contact with that good experience of helping each other in a really good way, where we can really sense this a little bit that yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. That's the cloud source should. Be working together. A family should be working together. Chaveri should be working together. We should want everyone to matzliach together. And we could sense within ourselves, yes, we have a willingness, a readiness to be there for someone. That's very powerful to know that if somebody needs help, somebody will be there. It's very powerful. And that can be sensed a little bit, and that can be experienced a little bit. And that could be very, very good. And that's amazing. And that somehow like, like pulls the rug out from the, the, all the negative ideas that are surrounding this topic. Of course, everyone's gonna ask, oh, so it sounds so easy. So like, and what's the big accomplishment? It's just wonderful to be sharing your gifts with everybody. You have to be crazy to try to be a Balgaiva. You don't gain anything. This is much better life. So how is that like, how is there any about with this all together? Okay, I hear that Kasha. I don't have a good answer for that Kasha right now. <laughs> all we can say is, this is the power of a dimion that, you know, that, that fools us near Kirkus and a person that pull us and they don't make any sense. They don't have to make any sense. They're just there. We're going to have to give them so much attention. So I would recommend, let's get on board. And I'm sure we'll discover that there's room for more growth and there'll still be challenges and there'll still be, <laughs> there'll still be battles to be fought. And hopefully those become no battles anymore and there'll be new ones. So not to worry. Rabbi Shmanen, could, could you explain a little bit more, describe what, what is this end goal that we are all working towards together that there's this, like in the muscle that Ms. Yelsasharm gave, the goal is for the bias to be functioning properly. Yeah. So there's something that everybody's working on together. Yes. 
what is the parallel here that there's this end goal of this picture that we're trying to create that will be furthered by me helping you? Is it just the fact that we are both involved in the same thing that brings us together? Or is it, it's, it's more than that? Very good question. The end goal will be um, nothing less than Das Es Hashem. Be makir the Ebrishta's midah of his closeness to the Claudius role, his friendship to the Claudius role, his involvement with the Claudius role, his making us one with him as his beloved nation, who he is glorified by, and his beloved friends that he is just delighting to be spending time with as we study his tyrant together <laughs> and live his shameless and connect with him. And anything that we will be doing in this regard will be enabling all of us to come to ultimately achieve Haskell via Daya That will be true shameless for everyone together. <laughs> will only be achieved together. Like the Sephora brings, Kulan Biyachad, Mekayim Kavanasa. So you can't really separate each person's own individual, um, oh, I'm here to serve Hashem. Like, what's that about? You, you can't really separate that from who's Hashem, Hashem's Chesed, and his care and his love closest to the Kalyusrol, and, and all that can't be separated as each individual person has their own. Right. Every person really one and the same. Individual contribution, their individual experience, their individual form of it, and their individual contribution to the fantastically interconnected cloud. It was a famous word from, from Rav Moshe on what we say in the Birchas Kriyashma, we ask Hashem to teach, to enable us to be malamed. Yes, not everybody is in a classroom. Not everyone is in Rabbanis. Not everyone is being malamed. He said everyone is being malamed through their behavior, through their personality, their interactions. So we're asking Hashem to help us be malamed. So we're consistently being malamed to one another. So my, my hope is that this concept of the which is also similar to, is something that we could relate to even on our level. Even before we achieve it in its fullness, in its peak level, what, what really is being said there in the Chavos Lavavos, that we can also relate to it in our form of living, that we want to be there for each other and succeed together. And we're happy to contribute our part of that, that good effort, that good joint effort. And that, like we can all testify whenever we've had a little bit of it, this is a very good experience. This is very good for everybody. So, um, you know, it winds up all gain, no loss. You implied before that uh, this would be present even in like a family unit. Sure. Right, so how, how does that play out with this uh, idea of all in it together to serve Hashem? Um, well, 
a good part of the being together is even in very practical things where we're trying to be helpful to each other. So the Sharm is talking about, you know, financial help, um, protection help. There could be all kinds of help that we can give to other people. Any person who is ever in a position to be helpful to others has what to contribute. So, of course, there could be a mindset of, I'm the giver, you are the taker. That's You won't feel so good, and I might not wind up thinking so good. Or it could be a mindset of, we're here for each other. And we will be here for each other. I have to share that when I was in yeshiva, there was a very powerful element in the relationship with Rosh Hashiva, although many times it was hard to get to speak to him. Sometimes he had to wait for an appointment, but there was a fundamental knowledge that if you need him, he will be there. If you need him, he will be there. You will be able to get to him. He will, he will do whatever it takes to be there for you. There were enough examples like that. Shiva told the story of his father after he really wasn't well, traveling out of town for an installation of a Talmud who Shiva didn't think was deservant of such, um, such a gift from Rav David. And in, in, in his desire to spare his father that extreme effort that he was concerned about him, shared someone that he knew. And Rav David said, I know more than you. I know more than you. And he went. Because he understood that that could be a powerful experience in helping him to stay on the right course and how meaningful that would be to him. That his Rebbe is there. So there's, you know, a commitment to be there. And then there's the more day-to-day being there. And there's a good connection between them. This is my mindset. Then it will be, it will be sensed, it will be felt. And it will make things very good. Okay, boys say, what do you say? Anybody hear something? Does anybody think they can? Put this into um, some kind of real action. Can you see using this in real life? <laughs> okay, I guess time. I think, go ahead. Go ahead. I think uh, I don't have the whole idea clear enough, uh, but I'm wondering, like the beginning of the session. Mm-hmm. What's the, the, I guess I would have to understand, what is Sonimatam Tichyas, what's the idea? Oh, right, right. Um, so that, that concept is not so, not so simple, what that's really all about. Um, 
I once heard an explanation of it from of Kenak Shavrafua, uh, that if a person gets in the habit of receiving, always receiving gifts, then um, becomes very needy, he won't be happy, his life is no life. It's not a simple mimer to understand. What does it mean? But it could be that um, the real best function of a person is where they are attempting to be as independent as they can be and as giving as they could be and not be looking to be always on a receiving end, even if they could somehow get it. I only meant to sort of address a situation where there are times that people really could use some valid help and they're, they're hesitant to ask for it when it's, when it's really warranted. And it comes from this kind of feeling like maybe I'm imposing, maybe um, I'm going to feel lesser. Maybe, maybe an exaggeration of that concept. But if the pervasive attitude is we're here for each other, Okay, of course you can't. You try to if you like take advantage. Musa needs a mensch, of course. You have to be balanced. You have to be seichelik. But there are weaknesses that you know we feel somehow like, like we see, in basis in Chazal. There's a tendency for a person to feel lesser. What could alleviate that? What could alleviate that is if there's a good, common, braced attitude to be there for each other, no one should be left behind. No one should be left uncared for. Everyone should get what they need. This is the, the Sephorna that Pasuk also says. The Torah is masir to provide. Each Jew should be cared for, should have their, their basic needs met because the Torah wants that the cholesterol as a unit should serve Hashem. So we have to be functioning as a unit. We have to be there for each other. So then I'll be able to be okay. It won't be lessening me. It won't be lowering me. I can accept the help that I need. And I can, I can accept my humanness in needing that help and not feeling like, oh, I have to have it all, all put together. What can help me to accept my humanness? Now, this is not a bad thing. It was essentially a bad thing that I should be not independent. So it's much harder to accept my, my humanness and my, my needs. But if it's not a bad thing, no, it's a good thing <laughs> that we should all have needs and have the opportunity to help each other. It's essentially a good thing. Maybe we should design it that way, bidafka. Maybe we should have made that no person should be able to be fully functional independently throughout life. So then it's not a bad thing that I should need some help. My humanness is a good thing. It enables there to be good interaction of Chaverim helping each other. It should be celebrated. Does that make sense, Menachem? Okay, we lost him. <laughs> okay, anybody have any um, reaction of any sort? No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, so did that did that help at all? Yes. 
Okay, great. Rabbi? Please. Can you hear me? Yes. Wonderful. Go ahead. Can you, can you be so kind um, to, and I apologize for doing this after such an extensive thing, to, to just summarize, encapsulate everything in one or two minutes that we've said, just for, to help me. It's been a long day. Sure, good idea. Um, the, the, the basic starting point was, uh, how do we address the challenge in being helpful to others that the recipient may feel uncomfortable, feel lower that he has to come on to our help, feel um, indebted in a not comfortable way? How do we pre prevent ourselves from falling into a mindset that I'm superior, I'm above, I'm the one who can give, they need me, I'm higher, they're lower. We don't want that. We want to be together in a good way. And the suggestion is that if we relate to our gifts, not for the sake of giving ourselves cheshivas, I have this, I have that, not by taking possession of them, that I have this, I have that, but recognizing these are the blessings, the gifts of Hashem. What are they meant for? They're meant to bring out as much bracha tzlacha as they can. And that goes along with the mindset of, for all of us together, there is a fundamental root basis for us to relate to each other as one good, well-connected, well-functioning, caring, devoted, truly loving unit. So then what we have is meant for all of us to benefit from to its maximum. How exactly do we measure that out? How much time I should give? How much money I should give? That's already details. But the basic attitude is, I have this bracha for the sake of my chaveirim and myself benefiting from it, being matzliach through it together. It's a matana from Hashem for the group. So then the end result is that when we carry that out, when we do share what we have of our time, our energy, our money, our influence, whatever it might be, then it's able to be experienced in that kind of way. I'm just sharing what's been given, trusted to me for us to be matzliach with it. And then it's the means of experiencing very good connection. It engenders that kayach of connection. It strengthens that kayach of connection, that feeling of connection, which has a re real, true, innate basis. So when we get in touch with that, it's a very good experience for everybody. And, you know, it doesn't leave room for need or much else. <laughs> Nothing can compete with it. So um, it's really kadai to view it that way, to to understand that it's true in its true in its true essence, what it truly is. Understand ourselves as we truly are, and live life to its fullest in the best good way.
Do you see anything religious about that? I don't see anything religious about this. This is just plain good living. <laughs> okay, that's what that's what a yid is meant to be. <laughs> Religion is a man-made word, is it not? Is there a Hebrew Rebbe? Do you do you have a Lashon Huh? It's not. Is there any Lashon Hakodesh word for religion? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe 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 a Hebrew word for it. But what's the what would a Hebrew word? What's a Hebrew word? You probably use the word dot. Dot. You know. Oh, like dot. Okay, that's modern Hebrew. That's that's. I mean, it's, uh, modern Hebrew is cute, but right. it's just cute. Right. No. There is a word dot. Religion. So you know, how could there be a word in Torah for for religion? It's, not, right? it's no religion. It's like from kite. Religion is from kite. It's like from kite, which we totally don't believe in, right? Essentially, it's like it's like it's a part of life. It's not. It's not. It's not the essence. It's not. Not. Not truth. It's like. It's not part of M Torah is MS. I'm saying. I'm saying one second. Torah is MS. Anything that's not Torah is not MS. Right. If it's not found in Lashon Hakodesh in the Torah, then it's not MS. Okay, I'm not sure you want to go here, you know, like. Huh? <laughs> okay, but. Well, I'm saying, I'm coming back to what you're saying, that that the point that you're saying is, it sounds so simple, but, you know, like, it's like, oh, wait, that's too easy, Rebbe. You know, like. Right. Like you said before, right? Like you said, it's, it's too easy. Then where's the Yitzhar? The... But like, so you, you, you pointed out the Dimyon concept that, Yitzhar uses Dimyon, and I said, yes, it really is easy, but, you know, Dimyon works, but I'm just saying another thing is, well, all these man-made things that we put in, which is also part of probably the Dimyon of the Yitzhar, I don't know, whatever, it's all Yitzhar tricks. I'm just pointing out another trick of the Yitzhar, or whatever you want to call it, that doesn't allow for the simplicity of, again, if, like, in other words, if we just get MS, then it all just works. Right. Which is, what, which is what you just said. You know, it's can help to understand how the people that really did grasp the MS in its full nature, it was very natural for them to be so well connected, so easily giving. It works well. So available, so, so loving, so naturally humble. It was not a big deal for them. Rav Moshe Chait said that um, there were G'dayim that visited America and it was noticeable, very chashiva, midav, anivas. But he said by Rav David, they didn't notice any anivas. They were just one chabura. We said that this is Rav David uh, Yes. They didn't notice. They didn't. They knew it was greatness, but they didn't notice any midas anivas on his part. They were just. They were one group. They were one chabura. It was the chabura. Maybe in the tamizim were one chabura. It was like so integrated, so natural, yeah. so part that didn't detect how he's like coming down to their level. That's like that's like Rashi used to say in that story. I learned yeah. with the boys. I learned with the boys. Excellent. Right? Yeah, excellent. But that doesn't say that doesn't say it all. But that yeah. that could be touching on. Yeah. I know it's just a touch. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I would ask everybody to try to think a little bit whether any of this makes sense to them and whether it can be 
somewhere employed in your life? Can you find a place where this can be actually utilized, Lamaisa? If you think that it could be to try to do it, see what happens and let me know. If you, if you discover, no, this is impossible. This is not working. We cannot do this. Okay, then we need to address that. We need to figure that out. If you say, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I would love to hear about that. So, and, and interestingly, I think it's good I to mention that the Chobos HaVavos seems to be focusing on a particular situation in life. It's focusing in your business affairs, in your commerce, in your working in agriculture. You should want everyone to have the Hatzlacha that you want. It doesn't present it essentially as an all-life pervasive concept. You should view yourself and define yourself as just part of the unit of Kalyusrom. Maybe some other place he says that, or maybe there is a place for that. But here in this Cheshben, he's applying it to my life situation. I should want for my friend the same matzlach I want for myself. Through this mindset of, okay, we're together. We're the cholesterol. We're this unit. We're a group of travelers. We're here. Let's make this work together. That sounds like it's not dafka, again, on that peak high level. That is contained, but even on a more like what a day-to-day -day kind of basis. It's enough for me to have my needs. I'm happy to give you a good product. I'm happy to pay a good price. And we're all, we can all be matzliach and we'll all be fine. We don't have to be compete, competing with each other and trying to get ahead of one another and trying to block one another. We could just put in what we have to give to the society. Each one has what to contribute. Each one's entitled for fair compensation. And it'll, it'll, it'll be beautiful. It's not going to be mamish equal. It's not communism. It's not going to be everybody making the exact same profits. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Everybody can have their needs met. Everybody can have a good life situation without competition, without, without, without all that angst. Just making this work together. So let's see if we could try to make things work together. I'm sure that we can. Can I just clarify? Um, Please. Are you saying that that Yisrael is by definition a group that's that's geared towards Avodas Hashem as a unit, and I'm supposed to take any other unit that I'm a part of, any other relationship dynamic, and that dynamic should be a, you know, like a family. The family should be a family of, you know, working towards Avodas Hashem. That's how the family should be defined. It's it's already, of course, nothing other than that, because what else is the purpose of the existence of any member of the family except to achieve the Ainigal Hashem? But a significant part of that process is the very ordinary life situations where the Mida Taiva of that commitment to one another, and that means of gaining the understanding of Hashem's midotayva of that nature can be achieved. So that means you cannot only be joining together for learning sessions, which would be a great thing to do, but also to make a good barbecue together where each one has their part to contribute. 
a good Hanukkah party together where each one has their part to contribute, a good anniversary party together where each one has their part to contribute is also part of this. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, does, it, does this require both parties to, to realize and acknowledge that the oh. unit is... is that's a, that's a very good question. Of course, it works far better when everyone is joining in with the same mindset. But can somebody, as an individual, contribute something, start the ball rolling, try to you know get that kind of feeling across? I think so. I think so. When somebody is very thankful to you, all you got to say is, hey, you know, that's the only way we can get through life. We got to be there for each other. <laughs> it's my pleasure, my privilege, no problem. That's how we roll. We're here for each other. And they'll say, oh, that's good. <laughs> I say, don't worry, you, you pass it on. You know, you'll, there'll be somebody that, you know, you'll have what to give to and, I'm sure you'll be there for them too. And that's, that's, you know, that's all the appreciation that's necessary. Take what you have and just pay it forward. <laughs> Not as a way of paying off, as a way of spreading the good, spread the good. We, we receive Hashem's chesed, we marker Hashem's chesed, we try to follow Hashem's chesed, and we try to spread Hashem's chesed. It's a real team outlook and a team focus, Rebbe, and it's uh, and it always works in life. Yes. Look at if you just look at the world, that the team concept always wins. Right. The 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 uh, special factor here is that in Klal there is an innate, innate spiritual connection, absolute innate, fundamental, critical connection that is primary in a whole definition as so many sources communicate. You, you mean, the of the Kohen Gadol was uniting Klal Yisrael with one another and with Hashem. The, the, the Pesach says, that's when When is Hashem a Melech? When Klal Yisrael is united. Arba Minim is bringing together the whole cloud. Hashem says, That's when I'm uplifted, when the cloud show is unified together, learning from each other, inspired by each other. Everyone has a means of inspiration. Everyone in their situation, their challenge. For Hashem say, even the ones who don't have but they still call themselves a Jew. They don't separate from the cloud. They're kaifer and avoid zara, so they're mighty b'chalatayra. They're showing they still hold on to their amuna. Oh, wow, that's amazing. That's inspiring to the Talmud Chacham. So, of course, this is this is very powerful within us. How much can we get in touch with it? Okay, there's this untold levels, but my hope is that even on a pretty like regular level, 
we can have someone of a mindset that's this is the best mindset to have, which is really true. And everyone will feel good. And it's really true that we should feel good. <laughs> it's not a made up thing. It's not a pretend thing. Now we're doing stuff. We're just happy to end this. Oh, very, very. That's what I mean by having fun. It's impossible to believe that this could be true. That's what makes it so much fun. It's like, wow. And the only, only way to find out is by doing it. We say that again. What do you say? It's impossible to believe that it's... That this could really be true. It's like too good to be true. Oh, too good to be true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's too good to be true that it could really be good that you could help somebody and you could feel good with it. It's, it's too much fun. You could not feel Balgaiva with it. You could just say, ah, oh, this is good for everybody. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you just discovered ice cream. <laughs> now you speak of my life. You got of ice cream. You run around with bowls of it and a big scooper and say, come on, you got to have some of this. <laughs> you got to have some of this. This is amazing. Okay, so that's the mindset for any, any good that we could share. This is amazing. Have some. says, Whatever Hashem blessed you with, use that to give cover to Hashem. Can you translate that, what, you, what Rabbi just said? Can you translate that? The Pasuk says, which literally means from your wealth. But there's a Chazal that says, as if it was a ches. If you have a beautiful voice, it should be a shliach tzibur to lead the tzibur, inspire the tzibur in davening. And it goes on. If he's a chacham, of course, he should teach. If he's an oshir, he should give. He knows how to draw. He should make beautiful pictures of Malachas Shabbos and people to enjoy learning about Malachas Shabbos. <laughs> whatever, whatever skill somebody has. What's they, the other word? Chancha. Whatever Hashem blessed you with. Great, like graced you with, like the fame. Yes, you should. All, the, all that he graced you with, all the talents and things. And person has his his talent to to share, to give, to spread. Yeah. Wow, Gishmak. Who doesn't? And who doesn't have that? That's the beauty. Even a person, everyone thinks it's just money, but even the ani has so much. And then Rabbi talks about that. He could he can give a chizuk with his with his with his words with his heart. Wow, that's awesome. That's how we're meant to be living. So, yeah, it should be coming as no surprise. <laughs> right. Miras is very eager, but again, it's the nature of the Miras that it's, it's, it's together. Right. Okay, thank you so much, Rabbi It's a treat being together. And I thank you so much for joining me and for making this all possible and the King Yubu many good sessions. Rabbi, tonight's tonight's symphony was extra beautiful. <laughs> I, I should read that quote, right? Oh which quote? What? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let, let, let's go to that quote. That's a good one. Um, after that conversation that I was talking about I <laughs> I had this thought. Where is it? Oh, here it is. It reads like this. 
the most beautiful music ever played by a band together is the music of the oneness of the Jewish nation working together one person at a time. <laughs> okay. Have a wonderful evening, everybody say. Rachavatzlacha, Simcha Everything good. Amen. Cold. Yeah.